But here's what he did. Ram it. Do you know how to ram it? Oh, please just ram it. Then he really gets into it. Do you know how to ram it? Yes, of course. Sir. We will you don't have to think about it. Like, so let's ram it today. Ram it. Yes. We are going to ram it. Just that's where he just ran down. Everybody, I'm not gonna remember any of it. That's good. That's the way to go. Over the Rams today and Rams. Now he's like on his feet. How are you guys? Who's house? Wow. Rams. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Rams Brothers the Pod. I'm your host, Dean, and I'm joined by my brother and the other host of this show, Nick. And Nick, got the Packers on Monday night, coming off of a scorching hot episode with Baker Mayfield. A lot of views, maybe a complaint about the theme song. How are you? I'm good. Baker Mayfield uh, was the NFC Air Player of the Week. I almost can't believe it. I thought it was like a Nickelodeon joke. Like, you know, Nickelodeon names their Players of the Week, the MVPs. Yeah, no, it's it's in reality. Baker Mayfield was the player of the week for the NFC. I guess if you look at stats alone, it's not going to tell the story. It's no. coming in, coming in at the time and leading the game winning drive and 10 seconds to throw a touchdown and all that. Yeah. It's the massive amount of context that's behind the right. Baker Mayfield acquisition, you know, the waiver ad and the conversations that were had prior and prepping them on the playbook. I think now, Nick, the big conversation is what does this Rams offense look like? Now that Baker Mayfield has had more than 48 hours to prepare for a game. Right. I, You know what? And I think this has been something I've kind of been asking for for a little bit. I think we might see a little bit of what we had when we had Jared Goff under center. You know, like a little more limited in ability. You know, you don't trust it as much as you trust Stafford. But you're going to, you know, run a lot of – you're going to get him out of the pocket. You're going to let him run around a little bit and then make it like a – you know, like a cheeky little throw or check down to Acres or somebody. I'm looking forward to it. I think they have a real chance to upset the Packers. If anybody could scheme up a game plan in this game, I would think that it's Sean McVay, particularly because now I don't want to say that Matt LaFleur has such a familiar offense and not because it's it's a game where he feels like he has to be able to prove what he could bring to the table. But schematically, if you could just kind of go back to the basics, what the Rams offense had in 17 and 18, whereas a lot of under center, a lot of play action, you know, a lot of, of outside zone reads for the running back, you know, kind of stretching the edges and, and just kind of getting players in space, getting your playmakers in space and allowing them to make catches yards after the catch and get the offense in consistent momentum, which is really what the 2017, 2018 offense did really, really well. So if you can get Baker under center, you can get him running play action. You can get him on a boot. You can kind of space out the field a little bit, be able to extend drives by being consistent on third down, you know, consistently committing to the run game because this is a defense that's allowing, I think, the fourth or fifth most total rushing yards per game. Um, so it's it's a situation where if you can commit to the run, if you can have some consistency on offense with drives after drives where you're you're putting together, you know, seven, eight play consistent series where you know you're extending the field, you're getting the ball in your playmakers' hands, you're getting Tutu Atwell involved and Ben Skoranek and Van Jefferson. And it's a defense that doesn't allow a ton of passing yards, but it's definitely an opportunity for the offense to get back into a rhythm that they had previously had in in pre-existing regimes. Couple couple of interesting facts. Um, yeah, after a bye, Lafleur is one and two as the head coach of Green Bay. Two of those losses, they got blown out. So that's interesting. And then mm-hmm. 
I'm trying to think back. I think the last time the Rams beat the Packers, it was still McCarthy, 2018. I don't think they have a recorded win against LaFleur and Rodgers together. It's the playoff game, obviously, the divisional round. And then was there a regular season game somewhere sprinkled in there too? Last year. Remember we watched it together and I had Yes. Okay, yeah, it was, the, it was Odell Beckham Jr. And, and Von Miller's first game of the year mm-hmm. with the Rams. Yeah. Okay. And they lost. And, they, and lost. they lost, of course. But, yeah, you know, I McVay's guys, the guys that come from that tree, um, excluding Zach Taylor, usually play pretty well against him. So, I mean, coach pretty well. I yeah, say. coach really well. Because oh, I don't think he's a great coach. Like, I, that's no, I don't think so either. The Packers are going to eventually realize that after a couple of years. If he doesn't stick around at the end of this year, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he was – if he was not. I don't know if you're, they're going to fire somebody like that, but I guess you could – potentially like have the conversation as to where if you don't perform next year, you know, there's an opportunity to potentially move on from Matt LaFleur. Yeah. It's interesting. It strikes me as somebody that would be swept up fast um, by like another team. Because if you look at his record, you're like, Oh my God, why would they lose this guy? But you know, think of it like, well, you had Rogers and Devonte Adams and Jones. You had like a great combination of, of, of talent, the MVP two years in a row. And what did you do with it? You know, so you're saying the combination of Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Romeo Dobbs, and Christian Watson is not Devontae Adams? Whoever picked up Watson like halfway through this year did an amazing job. So I I don't know. Like, look at the Rams, though, right? Like, this year you lose a lot of guys and you go into the year thinking you're going to be able to run it back, and you don't. So maybe there is a little credit to the floor that that we're leaving out because I don't think Sean McVay is any worse of a coach as he was last year than he is. Yeah, right but now. you tell me what you think of Matt Lafleur after I take you through the the Packers roller coaster of his season so far. You ready for this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the Packers were three and one to start the season. They lost to the Vikings in the opening week of the season, and they rebounded with some pretty convincing wins against Chicago, Tampa, and the Patriots. So you're thinking to yourself, they're three and one. They're the Packers. They're going to be thirteen and three again. You know, they started the season previous with a loss. To begin this, so it's like it, this. Everybody thought it was the Packers all over again. Like it's they're going to do what they do. They they'll always lose week along. one anyway. Yep, they'll make some mistakes along the way, but inevitably they'll be in a in a top seed in a playoff spot. You know, having a comfortable game at home in a divisional round. Uh, that's what the expectation is for Packers fans. This is what it's been my almost my entire lifetime. You go between Brett Favre and and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the expectation is one or two seed and a divisional round playoff game at your home field. So they were three and one to start the season. And then they went into a uh, Tottenham Hotspur. Nick Tottenham. Tottenham. They haven't been the same since they came back from the Hotspur. Yeah. The, the, the Tottenham Hotspur, which I think we've gotten made fun of the way that we pronounce that. Uh, they lost to the Jets in, in Tottenham Hotspur. Um, and yeah, then the Giants. Yeah, Giants. I'm sorry. It was, it was the Giants. You're right. It was a five game. It started a five game avalanche of a losing streak. It was the Giants the Jets, the Commanders, the Bills, and the Lions. So after that, I mean, what are you? What are you? Three and six at that point. So you're thinking to yourself, I guess the season could potentially be over. It's not. It's clearly not this Packers team of old. You know, you're missing some key pieces uh, on the offensive side of the ball. You're missing some key playmakers. The run game isn't consistent enough. The offensive line isn't totally healthy. So some moving pieces there. And then, you know, they went off to go fight off the Cowboys in overtime on their home turf just to get back into the win column. So that brings them back to four and six. And then they lose to Tennessee. Um, I think they were at they were in Lambeau against Tennessee. And then they lost to Philly in Philly, the game I was at. They allowed 40 points. 
and then they beat the Bears to uh, get their fifth win of the season this past week. So they're five and eight, and they're looking to go on some sort of miracle run to extend Aaron Rodgers' career in Green Bay. Um, our Rams, well, I mean, his career is all but extended. He's not going to go anywhere else. They gave him, they gave him so much money. It would be, I, I, I don't know. He'd have to retire and then like come back. It would be the only way. Yeah. Um, so I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, he's still, you know, he's still playing at a pretty high level. It's funny, like that Bears game. The Bears go up, and you're like, oh boy, like are the Packers really this bad? And then you yeah, have Bears sixteen to three in that game in the first half. And then you blink, and it's like 35-18, something like that, final score. And you're like, this guy is still Aaron Rodgers. Like, respect with him is synonymous. I don't care what you think about him as a person because he's weird, but he definitely has earned football respect over the years. And he, you know, he's always finding a way to like stay in these games. The only reason that I'm kind of leaning towards betting the Rams is because he might not play. Mm, I don't think there's any doubt that he does play in this game. You I think haven't it's heard a guarantee? I haven't. No, it's. I don't think it's a guarantee, but I haven't heard anything that's going to suggest otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, but so no, I mean to your point, he's having a decent season. It's not an Aaron Rodgers season, right? It's not an MVP caliber season where he only throws three interceptions and throws for thirty-five touchdowns. But he's got you know twenty-two touchdowns, nine interceptions. It's been sacked twenty-four times, so roughly twice a game. His yards per attempt is down. It's at six point eight. His yards per completion is up to 10.5. But like Aaron Rodgers is not the kind of guy that wants to have a yards per attempt at 6.8. Like he wants to be able to take shots. A lot of his offense has been condensed down to Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, you know, Romeo Dobbs, guys that they have to be able to kind of get the ball in their hands. Um, They're more possession guys versus a Christian Watson who will take deep shots, you know, in the red zone, he'll take shots at him. So, yeah, it's it's a very interesting career progression. I think for however weird you want to consider Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he's one of the best that I've ever seen play the position. If he does ever leave Green Bay, it'll be so interesting to see where he does go because it seems like if there's ever a veteran quarterback that's going to go to San Francisco, it's either Aaron Rodgers or it's Tom Brady. It's Brady. I think Rodgers still holds a grudge that they didn't draft him. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't so. Yeah, I don't think he's he would ever go there. I well, think you, I, could, you could also say that I don't know if the Raiders were that team <clears throat> yeah. that had suggested that David Carr was you know a guy that they were going to stick with in that situation when Brady was a free agent. But I feel like San Francisco was the other team where Tom Brady was like, "Are you really sticking with that guy over me?" Well, no, that was actually directed towards um, what's his name Fitzpatrick because they were talking about Miami at the time. Oh, oh, well, I mean, maybe, yeah, I guess Tua was in that conversation as well. Mm-hmm. Regardless, it's it's such an interesting career trajectory with Aaron Rodgers. And it's it's always interesting to go up against him. But, I mean, between weeks 10 and 13, the Packers offense looks a little bit more like the Packers offense. They've scored the fifth most points in the NFL and have also given up the fourth most points. So the defense is not as consistent as you would like for them to be. Although they've been, you know, through the air, they've been pretty decent, but on the ground, they've been just god awful. Yeah. So, yeah. so you're, you know, you're, you're for Acres. It's a great situation for Acres. It's a great situation for Kyron Williams, right? And so I, I think that if you can get this defense in a spot where you can control the clock, you might have an advantage in this game. Yeah, I, I do think the line of a plus seven and a half for the Rams is a little laughable considering. 
um, their miracle win last week. And I guess the Vegas thinks they're just going to, you know, they run out of luck in Baker now. But he has he now has more time, and they're kind of red hot. And I know it's going to be cold. They're saying, what, coldest game the Rams have played since, like, 1992? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that doesn't scare me at all. I, have, I think the Rams have a real shot of coming out as a victory. Both of these teams have been underperforming all year, kind of not really playing for anything. So, they're, you know, I have faith. I have faith that they come in there and they at least put on a show. So here's my only concern. When we watched Tampa Bay and San Francisco, what was it, this past Sunday? They played 4.30 this past Sunday or 1.30 your time. Um, I watched that Tom Brady offense. And the week prior, they did the same thing that the Rams did, where they were inconsistent throughout the entire game. And then on the final two drives, everything kind of started to click. And then the offense kind of came together. Right. And then when they saw San Francisco, they struggled the entire game, which is the true personality of that offense right now. I'm fearful that the Rams follow the exact same blueprint because we didn't really see the offense kind of start to come together until there was an, a massive sense of urgency to try and win the game. So maybe there is spurts. There are moments where this offense looks like it can be what Sean McVay's offenses were previously, but I'm not sure it's going to be consistent enough throughout the entirety of the game to be able to win the game, which is why I think the spread is appropriately set at seven and a half. Really? Really? I do. I, I don't know. It just The more you talk about the Packers' defense, the more I get excited. Cam Akers is like coming to his own this year. Like Minus that fumble. I don't um, know. I mean, you got Cam Akers' fumble, right? 11-degree weather. I, I'm just sitting in the basement right now. I'm cold wearing a sweatshirt. I can't imagine how cold Sean McVay is going to be coaching at 11-degree weather. The, this Rams team, their personality, their offensive line, their run game is not the kind of – they don't have the personnel to be able to take on this kind of weather. That That's not their identity whatsoever. They're not San Francisco. They're not Dallas, right? So it's for them to just take on this kind of situation in Lambeau, you're going to see an offense struggle mightily at times. And I think you're going to see an offense click at points in the game. I think they're going to click. And I think it's going to come down to two really strong backs that have kind of shown, you know, shown some life in like the back end of the season. Um, particularly in Cam Akers, who I think they're going to favor in this game. Hmm. And and overall, I mean, look at what happened to the Packers last year in the divisional round of the playoffs, right? It's cold, and and they are, all the fans are always like, yeah, yeah, come to Lambeau. Like, you know, I, 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 I feel it in our hearts that, like, a, a team from San Francisco is going to come to Green Bay and they're going to just be – they're going to fold because they can't play in this cold weather. And what happened? The Packers folded, like, horribly and, like, looked abysmal with their MVP quarterback. And Rodgers looked cold. Like, I think these kind of games are – they're not won entirely in heart. But if you come in to a cold game with more energy than the other team, you can – you know, you have a real shot. So are you are you head? I'm going with heart. I'm going with heart. I'm trying to find an angle to swing this where the Rams win, and I'm going to go with heart. No, I, I love the angle. Heart. Are you are you head butting in 11 degree weather? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? No helmet I'm, on. You're going. You're going full force into. I'm concussing myself. If Baker's initiating it, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the one thing we still have yet to see is the battering ram of Baker Mayfield head butting somebody else simultaneously creating the lightning bolt. That is the yeah. most. Ram thing he could do. Uh, yep. 
Totally like, right. Like, like if he wanted to be the actual virtue of the animal ram, headbutt the was, yeah, the best part was I saw it three weeks ago when he played for Carolina and he was coming, he was coming off of the bench doing it. And I'm like, this guy is an idiot. What the yeah, Carolina like secured a win and he did the victory formation. And after that, he's going good, good. <laughs> ah. total, total psycho. He's I, a football I guy. You know, yeah. Well, I mean, talk about football guys. So Baker Mayfield, I'm sure he's played in some cold weather games. You know, you're in Cleveland. You played in some freezing, freezing temperatures and just some nasty football weather. That you know, some guys like Baker Mayfield may that may be his preference. Like I could imagine, he's telling the offense, "This is the kind of weather we want to be in." But I, when you look at the the offensive line, Cam Akers being the the lead back, just because you really don't have anything else, because you're not going to realistically commit to Kyron Williams in 11 degree weather against the Packers. Like you're, you're asking for 15 carries for 37 yards. You know, you're not, you're not going to get much out of that. But um, I mean, I think it comes down to coaching, right? And in cold weather, when you're freezing cold, you can't think straight. Wasn't there another game? Was it the Chicago game going back to the 2018 season? I don't know if it was Matt. Nagy. That was, that an, was L. an L. We all remember it was an L. It was one of the games where McVay's offense was quote unquote exposed. But I, I just I feel like I remember, and Rams fans correct me if I'm wrong, that Sean McVay was so damn cold in that game that he talked about it in a press conference. He talked about how he made mistakes coaching because he was so distracted by the weather. It's a very real thing. Matt LaFleur, though, versus Sean McVay. McVay's got a little more, you know, a, a little more, you know, bone to him. A little bigger, a little tougher. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and I'm no. I, I at the beginning of the podcast, I was trying to give Lafleur his day, but it just doesn't seem like a guy that is comfortable on a football field. Like you know, and like people can say the same thing about Sean McVay. I know where like oh, like you know, he cares more about his hair. You know, he's got like too clean of a haircut. He's he's like a Hollywood guy, and you know, while all that stuff might be true. If you have like a coach like Bill Belichick in like you know a cutoff freighted sweater going into this game, I don't care. I'm gonna feel better about my chances. You know, like this gets kind of why McCarthy fit this Green Bay team for so long because he just looked like that old football mind. Um, and both of these guys in McVay and Lafleur are like the new hot gun show Top Gun Maverick hunks. Uh, so this game to me is is closer to a flip of a coin than a touchdown, I think. So you think it would be closer to like a three and a half point spread? Do you think it would be more realistic? Yeah, I think Rams plus three and a half would be where I would put the line. Yeah. So, I, you know, it's so interesting. Guys like Matt LaFleur, you're going to see if the Sean McVay coaching tree, if there are guys, I don't think Zach Taylor is one of them, but I think Matt LaFleur could potentially be one of them who is his ceiling is clearly an offensive coordinator. Like, I think Cliff Kingsbury is like that. I think Matt LaFleur is like that. And I think there are offensive assistants or offensive coordinators who legitimately have a ceiling where they're they're supposed to be coordinators. Like Eric Bieniemy hasn't gotten a, a offensive uh, or hasn't gotten a head coaching job yet. Seems like he's been in conversation to get that job for four or five straight years from the Chiefs. And it's been, you know, I don't know if Andy Reid hasn't given him a good recommendation or what it may be, but some guys are just strictly coordinators. And I feel like Matt LaFleur does kind of stick in that category unless he goes somewhere else and proves to the world that he could win without Aaron Rodgers. Right now, he's not even winning with Aaron Rodgers. 
I have an idea of what it can be, but I won't say for no, for sure. years. No, we whatever. This fun. this episode is labeled no, it is not made for kids. Really? Share share with the the non not so delicate ears. No, it's all right. I just think it has something to do with with race. Um <laughs> don't share. But, but while we're talking about delicate things, why don't we talk about all of our delicate wallets with Bet Online? Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest, always the easiest. All your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf, I bet the World Cup's on there too. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BLEAV. To receive your rewards, bet online where the game starts. So that's what I want from our offense in this game. I want quick continuity, right to the point, which is exactly how you read the ad. So congratulations on that. Well done, brother. Yeah, I. Um, yeah. Do you? The enemy should be a head coach. I don't know how he's not a head coach. Yeah, exactly. I and that's maybe that's what you find out with the floor. I'm thinking of what to do with the rest of this episode. Because honestly, we can go through the offense. We can go through the defense. I think the defense specifically for the Packers, I feel like needs to get called out. I know we talked about how they didn't necessarily have a lead against the Bears, the three and 10 Bears, until there were four minutes left in the game to go in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but was there ever a doubt? Like I watched the highlights of that game leading up to it, and it didn't, at least from the highlights, it didn't feel like there was ever a doubt. I, I did feel like there was a doubt. In the mm-hmm. beginning of that game, the way that they're not able to contain the run. And a lot of it was Justin Fields escaping, showing his escapability. You saw David Montgomery with some carries. You saw you know guys like Jair, Jair Alexander make mistakes in coverage on big plays. Guys like Nikhil Harry were catching passes in traffic. And then later on in the game, just like Aaron Rodgers always seems to do, Jair Alexander corrected his mistake and was able to pick off Justin Fields later on in that game. But they've allowed 400-plus yards to opposing offenses for four straight games. They're giving up 347.7 yards per game, which is um, it's a ton. It's it's I think it's somewhere towards the bottom half of the middle, somewhere in the 1920 range. The fifth fewest passing yards per game at 192.9. So that's where I feel like could potentially struggle. You guys got you got guys like Rasul Douglas and Jair Alexander. Their back end is solid with Amos and uh and Ford, right? So there's some some pretty decent skill players on the back end in terms of personnel to be able to kind of, you know, put that shell on the Rams' offense, but still, you know, you could, you could still get stuff going against this defense because they have allowed 400 plus yards to an opposing offense for four straight games. A lot of that's Jalen hurts. A lot of that is Justin Fields, but at the same time, you know, there's opportunities. I think um, Ryan Tannehill and the Titans offense were able to put up 400 plus yards. So, you know, there's opportunities to be had why there wasn't a doubt, you know, you got guys on the offensive side of the ball, Christian Watson's emerging. Um, You know, it's, it's not a great offense, but it feels like in situations where they have to get it done, they're able to. Yeah. It's funny because I'm thinking about this game and it's like schedule makers are probably looking at into Monday night and they were like, Oh my God, this Rams offense going, going up against this Packers defense. Got to keep this a Monday night game. And you know, now look at look at these two teams. Like the Packers defense kind of in shambles. Rams offense are missing like all of their keys. And 
it's a Monday night, and it's not technically a bye, but the Rams have more time. They played on Thursday, and they go all the way past Sunday to Sunday, and then they have to play Monday. So it's a lot of rest for both teams. So I I expect them both to be fresh. Um, But the Packers' defense – you know, maybe Baker can bake a little bit on him. And, but like I've been saying this whole episode, I want to see Cam Akers kind of light it up. And I know you're not comfortable with that, but it seems to be the key. It's not that I'm not comfortable with it. I just feel like they're, you know, they're like, there's a gun being held to their head. You know, it's like right. you have to, you have to run Cam Akers because it's legitimately the only rushing option that you have on the team. Right. That's all. That's all. I'm, just I'm not against true. it. This is kind of true, which is why Cam Akers' anytime touchdown score is what I bet last week. Yeah, it's a decent bet. But, I mean, like, the offense, too. Like, what you see with this Packers offense, a lot of similarities with the Rams' offense. Like, you'll see majority 11, 12 personnel, you know, so you're not going to get anything crazy there. You'll see a lot of jet sweeps. You'll see a lot of motion. You'll see Rodgers improvise. He does exactly what he likes to do. He likes to call his own offense at times. You know, he'll call three, four plays consistently if Matt LaFleur is pissing him off. So it's it's kind of like the Aaron Rodgers show. Like the defensive side of the ball is not as intimidating because it doesn't have a player like Aaron Rodgers. It has Jair, Jair Alexander, Rasul Douglas, and then you're talking about guys like Quay Walker, decent player, outside linebacker. You know, DeAndre or Devondre Campbell, he's having a good year this year, but still above average player. Preston Smith is decent. Uh, you got guys like Jaron Reed. Um, who else? We got the left end, Kenny Clark, decent players, not having a great year. So there's, it's not, it's not exactly we, but you know, realistically, the Packers defense hasn't been so great over the last ten years or so, anyway. So this is not something that's out of the norm. Wouldn't be surprised if they moved in the direction of defense. Joe Barry is a former Rams coach. I think he was a former offensive assistant for Sean McVay. Um, it was a USC guy too. I don't have Joe Barry's resume up, but I know he bounced around college football and the Rams, and he's still the defensive coordinator with the Packers. I think they had a better year last year. They're certainly having a down year this year. You would think, because like you said earlier, like all of our lives, Green Bay has been kind of like offensive juggernauts with Mm -hmm. with Favre into Rodgers, but like in like a cold area like that, you would be like, it's almost shocking that defense has always kind of been like an afterthought with that whole organization. But yeah, I mean – I don't think that that's a bad way to way to turn, especially when you have when you have Rodgers and these guys like these these receivers. Um, they're going to have like another year under their belt. They're going to have a lot more uh, familiarity with the offense and with Rodgers. So I think you don't even have to bring anybody in if you can focus on the defense in the offseason. They can be a, a true like formidable foe against the Vikings next year. Yeah, I think they need a left tackle. You have to replace Bakhtiari. Right. <laughs> the last episode we recorded about the Packers, I was calling him Bakhtilari. My brother-in-law almost killed me. Um, but no, we need we need some you need a Bakhtiari replacement. You know, you got who does is this Tom? Left tackle Tom. Just Tom. Zach Tom is the left tackle for the Packers. He was uh so he's a fourth round draft pick this year. So you got some fresh blood on the left side. So hopefully, you know, you can get some pressure from uh combination of Daniel Hardy and Keir Thomas and whoever else it may be coming around that edge. Um, John Runyon's son, I watched John Runyon throughout his entire career in Philadelphia. He's John Runyon's son is not as good as John Runyon. I'll tell you that much. John <laughs> Runyon was a, an all pro 15 years in a row. You know, his son is a uh, decent right guard, but you know, you got Tunyon the onion, 
my brother-in-law likes to refer to him to. Decent player. We're going to watch with Dante? Uh, are you going to be home in time? No. Am I going to? Absolutely. Yeah. Sure thing, I will. Nice. Yeah, we'll see. We'll be talking some smack back and forth because both of our teams are rather ass. Yeah. Um, I, I say this a lot, but like – it feels so good that we won the Super Bowl because if we didn't and you look at where the Packers are, I mean, I know they didn't go all in. Well, Nick, like, I mean, we've had the same uh, kind of championship roller coaster that they've had, right? It's it's two in the last 25, 26 years for both yeah. organizations, right? The Packers won it. When did they win it? When was the first, when did they win it with Favre first? Was it 96? Oh, uh, it, it, it had to have been around then. But then the first time with Rodgers, what was it, like 2008? 2000 and uh, – shit. I want to say 2011. Yeah, no, I think it's closer to 2011. Let me check. Super Bowl – let me see. 2011. It was 11. Your little – yeah. I remember these things, my brother. Let's see Brett Favre on, before we go to Nick's picks. Super Bowl, Brett Favre, one of the worst people in the world. <laughs> Brett Favre is the stinky bandits. Brett Favre is a disgusting human being. I know, so bad. <laughs> oh. uh, XXX, okay, so is that 32? Super Bowl 32, fuck. But Google, make it easy for me. <laughs> Just type what year did Brett Favre win his last Super Bowl? <laughs> Trying here, 97. I said 96. Someone's listening. Somebody like Seattle Ram is like, 97, 97. I'll tell you what, though. 96 season going into 97, if they won it in 97, I'm technically correct. correct. Yeah, no, I think you got both of those, even though the other one you said was 2011. So that would be the 2010 season. So whatever rules you want to play by. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Fiddle fatter. (laughs) Piddle paddle. I'm ready for some Knicks picks. Are you? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's go. All right. Give me the Arthur uh, fadeaway. <laughs> the what? <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry. I don't have that in my. Uh, Do you have the like and subscribe? I don't have that in my programming notes. Don't uh, read it. Don't read anything yet. I think I do. Hold on one sec. You have, like, yeah, comment, have a lot of fun here. So make like, sure you comment and that. subscribe because we need that to make the monies or yeah. we just play Nick's picks to also make the money. Whatever you guys want to do. So like, welcome. Be a part no, no. Of, the, of the gang. Yeah. Be a part, be a part of it. Nick's newest picks. Let's, let's get into it. Welcome everyone. The Nick's picks had a bad week last week, but that's all right. We are so in the positive. We'd have to lose out to be a loser this year which is quite amazing and quite the opposite is going to happen with us losing. We're going to be the best gambling show on a podcast ever. Sorry, million-dollar picks. Bill Simmons, you scrut. You and Cousin Sal have nothing on me and Brother Dean. Uh, We have a great slate of picks, but before we do that, we have to listen to the Week 15 theme song, and then after, we'll talk about our sponsor. What about Dean's Lock of the Week? And it's coming. It, it'll happen. It'll happen. Let's just get right. the theme song first. Theme Let's song get everybody in the mode. All right. You ready? Mm-hmm. Play it. All right. Nick's picks this year, they've been pretty baller. Dean wouldn't know what I mean. Because karma is my girlfriend. 
Karma are my picks. Karma is bigger to Van in the end zone. Karma is Jared Goff. Aren't you envious that you don't have Sean? Sweet like Ramsey. Karma is the ring still on my finger from the Super Bowl. Karma is a brand new Uncle Fester. Me and Karma vibe like that. <laughs> Karma is my girlfriend who lets me gamble. Oh man. Cause Nick's pick. So much over. Karma is Jerry. Top three. Quarterback. <laughs> um, that was that has to be the best one. Yeah, I feel like I and you have the same reaction every single time I said that. Really? <laughs> yes. No, I, I feel like you put a ton into that. That one, I was at the gym and I was I hit a PR on two seventy five. I got it three times, Not almost bad. four. And I'm sitting there, and Karma was playing by Taylor Swift, and I just started thinking. Karma is a brand new Uncle Fester, and then just work backwards from there. Wow, how are they synonymous? I was just thinking, like you know, like this year's been great. A lot of good has come from it, and we got a brand new Fred Armisen Uncle Fester. That's tr- yeah, true. Fred Armisen's having a really great year, huh? Year of Fred Armisen. I turn on Bake It to Make It, this Amy Poehler show, and he's baking it on there, and I'm like, all right, Fred, you're everywhere. He's always working. Cranky dog. I give him credit for that. Yeah. All right. Arms All right. Kind of like Nick, always working. So, Dean, we have a True Blue sponsor this week. True drum blue. roll. Drum roll, please. The sponsor uh, this week is Furewear. Awesome design and comfortable T-shirts. Furewear is great local L.A. brand. You should support like me and Dean. And because they're so great, they made us this great, unique Nick's picture for the pod. No, you're kidding me. Well, look at this. Nick's picks. Check no it out. Way. They got Conquer. Says, so you want to make some green stuff? And it's got at Rams Brothers. No down way. There. F- fewer football made that for us? Yeah. Well, for me. For, for you. For Nick's picks. I don't have but enough don't of worry. my personality to have a t-shirt named after me. I have one for you, too. <laughs> I love it. Merry Christmas. So I, I, I have to send him a message that... Fewer football, that is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, right? Just so rad. So rad that they did that. All because they love the theme songs every week. Can you believe it? That is awesome. So, yeah, check out their their Instagram and go and buy their awesome stuff. They make great, cool designs on great shirts, super comfortable. Um, And don't worry, Dean. Your locks are coming right now. Let's hear your locks. Well, why don't you? Uh, I'm going to shout out fewer football. Hold on. Uh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. They approached me and they were like, "Hey, we want to want to do something rad with Nick's picks. Like, let's come up with something cool." And I was like, "What about conquer the squirrel in a Rams helmet?" I'll tell you what. It's original. <laughs> Let me hold on. I'm going to. I'm trying to get his name here so I could add it. Fewer. Oh, you're trying to like show the little, yeah. And then for all the people that are, yeah, there it is, fear underscore LA, follow them. Um, but yeah, check it out. We're going to tweet a picture of it, it's going to be great. People are going to want it, and uh, yeah, I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna give one away too. I'll at the end of this episode, I'll make a little giveaway. 
Yeah, I'm going to, you know, my locks keep going as hot as they were. You, whoever, if there's anybody out there. One lock. If you placed two locks, Ben Skronik, anytime touchdown score a few weeks back. And then this one, this one was massive. If you threw 20 bucks on this one, your return was like 500 bucks. Yeah, that was a good one. I'll tell you what, that's a good one. So, so followed up. What are you following up with? What am I following it up with? You know, stuff is it's tough to top week over week. Um, I, I want to stay away from the Giants and Commanders. I think the Niners kick the uh, the Seahawks ass, but I don't know. I think I'm going to go Niners to cover the spread, and I'm going to go Kenneth Walker anytime touchdown score. Okay, Dean likes Niners. Interesting. I like the Niners to cover. I think the Seahawks are. Or I just watched them play against the Panthers, and you really had nothing in that game. There are a couple of moments offensively, but nothing impressive. And Kenny Walker's coming back from an injury. And I believe they play Thursday night. So early money that you can make on Thursday night, tomorrow night, before you go into the weekend. Yeah, don't be a square like Dean and listen to me. 49ers at Seattle is where we're going to start because it's a Wednesday episode and we can bet on the Thursday game, which usually sucks. But we got an NFC West dog matchup here. Brock, whatever this guy's name is, not Osweiler, Prody, Prudy. Uh, he's questionable. So who comes he's, after Mr. Irrelevant on the he's list? Playing. He's playing. He's questionable. <laughs> Mr. Superman comes after that. We get another Cam Newton. I'm back tomorrow. Boy, I hope not. Either way, we're going to ride with Geno and the Hawks. A great chance through against the Niners on the dip after blowing out a horrible team in Tampa. Look, Seattle D has been declining, but they're still most likely to be a playoff team. They have a lot of weapons. DK and Lockett are pretty much in the end zone every single time I, I watch a Seattle game. And they're always able to keep up with the Niners. Plus, this has always been a rock, paper, scissor division. McVay beats Carroll. Carroll beats Shanahan. Shanahan be- beats McVay. Close your eyes. Place the bet. Smile into the weekend. Seattle plus four. Line came out at plus four, but moved to plus three and a half. So if you're taking it now, take the half point for the for the potential push as opposed to uh, point one point two points. I hate half points. I hate them on next picks. 21-24. I think Sam Fram most likely walks away with a dub. I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle upset them, sets them. Everybody, every idiot is on the Niners this week. So, you know, Thursday night games are absolutely crazy. We're going to go with Seattle plus four. Speaking of the division, I'm going to see if I can share this graphic. Can you see it? No. Can't see it well enough? See if I can share it on my screen. It's the Is that all the division leaders? Division winners dating back from 1975. So it has you know, the Falcons and the Saints used to be a part of the NFC West. So it's, it goes to, you know, Falcons in 1980. The Panthers were also in the division, 1996. So very, very strange to look at all of that. Send that to me. Send that to me. How many times are the Cardinals in there? Like three? Cardinals have won this division since 1975 three times. Oh, my God. I guessed it right. I fished my way. You did. That was that's pretty good. Seahawks have won it. They won it for the first time in 2004. So they won 04, 05, 06, 07, 2010, 13, 14, 16, and 20. Wow. So you can see why Seattle has had such a uh, overwhelming amount of support over the last 10 years or so, 20 years. And then 20, they didn't really win it because the Rams beat them in the playoffs. So That's true. They were beat by John Wolford in the playoffs. No, Jared Goff. Well, started Wolford. Yeah, but I don't know. It's annoying that he gets credited with that win because he ran like three plays. I remember his first snap was like – It was the game before that game. 
that Wolford had to start and play the full game in. Right. I'm, I'm trying to remember who the opponent. It was Seattle. No, it was uh, Arizona. Are you sure? Yeah. I thought we played Seattle in back-to-back weeks. No, it was Arizona to get into the playoffs, and then it was Seattle. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, could be right. Wolford starts the game with a pick six, and then. Yeah, you know what? Maybe you are right. Yeah. <sighs> All right, whatever. Look it up. Look it no, up while I go into the next pick. I I'll do it right now. Yeah. So Giants at Commanders. Give me the Giants. I think the Commanders are all out of magic. They're a franchise that nobody wants to root for. Dan Snyder is a monster. Uh, going against one of the most beloved franchises of all time by QB who's going to who's been nicknamed Vanilla Vic by his teammates. I said whoever wins the first game, I take the other team in the next matchup because – you know, it's a division game, and both these teams are kind of evenly stacked. But they flip and tied. So we're going to have to just take New York again and call it a day. Folks, that's what Cowherd does when he wants to make another point. He goes, folks, folks, Taylor Heineke is a good story, but that's about it. If you want to be a playoff contender, you need a legit quarterback like Danny Dimes or Jarek Goff. New York has continued to be a trusted source for Knicks picks this year. And we're going to run with them into the sunset, into the end of the year. 21-19, very similar. Giants pull out a nail-biter. I'm running get uh, two. We got two bets on this game. So we have another bet coming up on the Giants. So we're taking the Giants straight up, but also Giants and under tees. So under 47.5 mixed with Giants plus 10.5 out of New York. Covering our asses in case Heineke decides he wants to buy blue shoes for Christmas. You know how long January is going to feel for Giants and Washington Commanders fans and even Lions fans if they get into the playoffs? I'll tell you what, when a guy like John Wolford or Jared Goff or somebody who you don't in your gut feel like can take you over the top, January weekdays, Monday nights, Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights are extra long. So just Colin Cowhart is completely right. If you don't have the guy, those teams may all get in, but none of them goes as deep as they want to go. I don't know. I don't know about that. I feel like this year is really, really weird. And if somebody can like knock off the Eagles early, it's anybody's division. By the way, you were right about Arizona. Good call. It was Seattle. They lost nine to 20 in week 16, 17. They beat Arizona to get into the playoffs. And then they beat Seattle in the, the yeah I remember because we went to Lexi and Dan's um, and for the Seattle game, and then we watched the next game with Dad, and I'm sitting there like this John Wolfer kid is the worst. I don't know what I'm watching, and this is like the worst thing ever. And I'm shit talking to him the whole game, and you and Dad are just like, just relax. Like what? Well, just what are you doing? Like why are you letting yourself get so mad over this little kid? But I was so right about him. I was so on the money. So you are. I, you I don't do. even want to hear it. Yeah. I've been right a few times in this episode. It must be the mustache. Yeah. So moving on. I think it's the I think it's the great shirt. I love yeah. this so much. Look at it. So well, I'm gonna have to talk to fewer football because if Dean's locks hits again, we may need a t-shirt for Dean's Locks. Nobody's gonna buy that. <laughs> Nobody's gonna buy Dean's Locks because Boston Scott scored a touchdown this year. Get over yourself. I went, I had a perfect week where I got five bets right. And I didn't get a clip on the Twitter page. Dean makes one lock and it hits, and there's a Twitter page clip for weeks flying up. Um, whatever. I'm sorry. I, hey, listen, you have you could access the Twitter too if you want to post a clip of yourself. Have at it. 
No, because it's too long of a clip because I'm too good. <laughs> Cowboys at Jags. Listen. Maybe I just want a T-shirt. Yeah, well, too bad. He didn't approach you. <laughs> <laughs> Him, me and Fewer Football go way back before he even knew you. Okay. Whatever hey. you this. I, get, I, I guess that just shows how much he likes me more because he made me a shirt before you, even if I he knew you so. longer. Yeah. Cowboys right. at Jags. Listen, Dean probably, like the other gambling fools of the world, are like, oh, I'm paying the Cowboys. We're buying the Cowboys dip, and we're, jink- we're drinking from the Jacksonville Duval Kool-Aid that's coming out the jockstrap of their weird um, mascot. Trevor waving goodbye in Tennessee – Absolutely love that. Tennessee has been living off the worst division in football for too long. The Jags are here to make a statement. Cowboys, I wouldn't call them fraudulent. I still think they're good, but they do have a mediocre coach and a subpar quarterback. Doug Peterson, Jags coach, is used to playing the Cowboys when he was in the, in the division with them when he won the Super Bowl with the Eagles. While the Jags have been hot and cold this whole year, I think they're they're putting in a lot of good culture work for next year. I think beating a divisional rival last week is going to give them the gusto, bravado, hunkiness, whatever you want to call it, uh, that will carry them throughout the remainder of the season. 32-30, I think the Jags pull it out. But I'm just going to take Jags plus five and enjoy the non-sweat and be smart. Jags, um, uh, who did the Jags play this past weekend? Tennessee. That's what I was talking about. Right. They So they put up 36 on Tennessee? It was something like that, yeah. Something ridiculous. They held Derrick Henry to like eight yards in the second half of that game. Yeah, I saw it. Well, clearly, I had Derrick Henry on my fantasy team. Hmm. It was for those keeping up. For those keeping up, I'm in the playoffs this year. This guy next to me, Dean, did not make it. <laughs> he just I'm lowers his head and doesn't say anything. I think he. Balance. I think he outscored me by like almost 300 points. Yeah, 222 points. Third in points missed fantasy playoffs. Total bullshit. <laughs> total, total bullshit. <laughs> oh, the Los Angeles Loki. I'll tell you what. I feel like Vegas's favorite team is the Cowboys because they probably make the most money off the Cowboys. There are because, the most, because there everybody are the buys bets on the Cowboys. Everybody bets on the Cowboys. Everybody buys the Cowboys stock. And it's a great opportunity for Vegas to make money on them again this year yeah, or in this week. So I don't know. I, I think I'm going to side with you. I'm going to go with the Jaguars too. I don't know. How about this? Win, but they're definitely going to cover. The lines open up next week and we're probably going to be watching this game with Eagles fans. Um, Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles are dogs for the first time this year. Wow. Plus one. Can't believe it. I know. I'm sure the line will move because everybody's going to buy Philly. And everybody's going to buy that stupid dog mask all over again like they did in 2017. I don't think that can justify that. Anytime the Philadelphia fans can call themselves dogs, they're they're putting on the dog mask. I hated that. It's like a weird-looking dog. great, great Philadelphia tradition. All right. Anyway, let's run it back with extra thick straps. Extra thick straps. Dean hasn't made it to season six of Community, so he probably didn't understand that reference. But I know somebody did. Somebody out there is smiling, I hope. No? Yeah, sure. Okay. Thursday night, Seattle plus four, Giants money line, Giants under tease, Jags plus five. And my quick pick, I talked about it throughout the whole pod. Sing it with me now. Rams plus seven and a half. 
Come on, Monday night Baker Rogers is questionable. Let's rip it. Let it rip. Sorry, Dean. No Lions. I hate the stinky Jets so much, but they're such a formidable foe, and I'm getting flashbacks from that 2020 season when the winless Jets beat Goff and the Rams. Oh boy, like you've, uh, you've hung away from the the um, Lions for the past couple of weeks, and they've done nothing but win. Yes. <laughs> Maybe, that, maybe yeah. that's the key. I three can't three remember weeks of you saying I want. I don't want to. I don't want to bet the Lions. I'm going to stay away from them. Outright win. Outright win. <laughs> outright win. Well, yeah. I mean, look. There's a couple things. I got a text from the gambling godfather, also known as our cousin's dad, uh, and he lo- he loves the Jets. So I couldn't, in good faith. Um, yeah, because he I mean, watched the way that they played the Bills. So. Yeah, I. I, I couldn't take the uh, I couldn't take the Lions. I'll tell you what I really like that Mike White kid. So understandable. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, he's a good quarterback. He is okay. <laughs> he looks good in comparison to Zach Wilson, who is booty cheeks. There's 21, 22 people in the entire world that can play that position without looking like a total asshole. All right. So all right. Mike let's White start at the top. Number one, Jared Goff. <laughs> Number two, me on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Number three, me at a tailgate. <laughs> Do you remember when we were at the Ravens tailgate? Oh, and we man. got a little too drunk. And we were like taking throwing these deep balls to each other. <laughs> going in the, like other people's cars. Yeah, we just, Nick, run a deep, deep post through those two cars. <laughs> Throw a bomb, caught it over your shoulder. Oh my God, the next day my arm was so sore. Yeah, see, I don't get that. Good for you. Just kidding. Of course I do. Of course I do. Thanks for listening, everybody. Another great episode. Your sports, guys. Let them know you want to buy this Knicks Pick shirt. Yeah. It's a pretty cool shirt. I don't wear it tomorrow to work. That's awesome. I'll be wearing it as soon as you come home. Don't worry. I got you an extra small. Not funny. I'm a size bigger than you. No. What do you wear? Full size. What do you wear? XL? Uh, Homage. Or homage, whatever you want to call homage, contacted what? us and said, "I got T-shirts for you. What are your sizes?" Last time <laughs> I, communi- I communicated back, medium for Nick, large for Dean. Put me on blast! <laughs> no, I- put me on blast first. That I'm an extra small. My girlfriend says I have a medium body. He's medium all the way around. All right, thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate you. Like, subscribe, comment, do whatever you got to do. But join us for the journey of the Rams. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening. Peace.